0: Dear Franny podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the world's largest provider of audio entertainment. I myself have over a hundred books that I have downloaded from Audible on my phone right now. And if not for Audible, I would not be able to keep up with all of the books and all of the podcasts that I want to hear because life is really, really busy. But with Audible, you can take all of your titles with you on the go. They sync across devices and I love when you can listen to the author read their own book. So Arlen Hamilton, who was a guest on this podcast a few months ago, she wrote a book called It's About Damn Time. And I... I loved listening to the audio version of that book and listening to Arlen's voice tell me her story. So I'm a big, big fan and a longtime subscriber of Audible. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible by visiting audibletrial.com slash dearfranny. Audible trial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, T-R-I-A-L. Dot com slash Dear Franny. When you use your trial, you can cancel at any time, no strings attached. And the title that you get, and you get two titles if you are an Amazon Prime member, whatever titles you get, you get to keep them. You download them and you get to keep them forever, even if you wind up canceling your membership. But I don't think you will because it's that good. So visit AudibleTrial.com slash Dear Franny. Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Happy New Year. It is 2021 and that's insane. Full disclosure, it's still 2020 when I recorded this message, but... It's only a few days away, so I'm already feeling that energy of the new year, and I'm just wrapping my head around the fact that 2020, though it was the longest year ever, somehow it also seems unbelievable that it's actually coming to a close. One thing that's become a fixture in my life in 2020 since September is a social media app. It's a platform called Clubhouse, and it's an all audio platform and it's in beta right now and it's invite only so that's if you haven't heard of it yet that's why but you will one day when they eventually open it up but i have been having a lot of really great conversations with people on clubhouse and if you're on clubhouse find me i'm dear franny easy to find I actually, today's episode is a recording of a conversation that I had in Clubhouse and it's just my portion. So the way that it works is that you host a room and so I host these rooms and I hosted a room about dating with intention and the power of dating with intention and so the way that I started the conversation was by really just explaining what I mean by dating with intention and how you can do that and what that approach even looks like will give you a really really solid foundation if you are looking for love and if you want 2021 to be the year that you manifest the true love relationship that you desire then I'm excited for you to listen to this episode because it's going to get you started on a really strong, solid foundation for making that happen for yourself, which I want that to happen for you because you deserve it and it's possible for you. And then lastly, I want to add before we get into the show i want to quickly invite all of you to text me so this is the phone number this is a us number so for those of you who are outside of the us you're welcome to text me too but it is going to be an international number so you know make that decision accordingly so the country code is one for those of you who are outside of the us and the phone number is 323-402-6863 323-402-6863 and i want you to text me and uh, you can just say, hi, you'll be a member of my text community, but I want you to be a member of my text community so I can stay in touch with you and I can let you know about a summit that I am hosting, co-hosting with my friend AC Brown, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. She and I are co-hosting a summit and it's going to take place on Clubhouse But there's also going to be a live stream available for those of you who aren't on Clubhouse. And we're going to be talking about human design and romantic love, body love, money love. We're going to have great special guests. It's going to be amazing. And if you want to stay informed about all of that, please go ahead and text me 323-402-6863 so you can get all the details when that is available. Okay. Oh, that's coming up in February, February 11th through the 14th. So Valentine's Day weekend... 2021 that's when the true love summit is happening all right so speaking of true love here we go here is how you can start to date with intention so you can have the true love relationship that you desire enjoy so what do i mean by intentional dating So if you think about how most of us are, quote unquote, taught to date, and when I say taught to date, I say that because we're not really taught to date. I mean, we get a lot of, well, I should speak for myself. I wasn't taught to date. Most people that I know weren't really taught how to date. We could just kind of absorb a lot of messages, right? From culture, from media, from fairy tales, from our peers who know nothing, (laughs) right? And then All of those messages kind of line up to something like find somebody that you're attracted to and hope it works out. And as a strategy, I think that most of us can agree that's not the best strategy if what you're looking for something real, something lasting, true intimacy, if you're looking for true love, right? That's quite a crapshoot strategy, right? So intentional dating is understanding that love is something that is within your power to manifest. It is something that you can actually take action to make happen for yourself. The foundation of the intentional dating approach is really this place of empowerment and understanding that you are a co-creator in your relationship and you are co-creating it right now. Even if that person hasn't shown up yet, what you're doing right now is still laying the foundation and setting the vibration to attract that person into your life. So I personally am so excited always to talk about this because the old way of, you know, just find somebody that you're attracted to and hope it works out approach to dating leads to so much, you know, disempowerment, frustration, feeling like this is just a crapshoot and You know, some people are lucky in love and some people aren't. And it's just, what do you do with that? It's as if the only way that you could ever have financial abundance is if you won the lottery and there was no other path to it. Like, that's kind of how we treat dating. And it's like, no, that's not true. Yes, there are people who marry their high school sweetheart and they are happy and they are soulmates and they live, you know, 70 years and, you know, die in each other's arms peacefully in their sleep. Like, yes, that happens. But, It doesn't happen for most people, right? But there's so many different paths to love. And that's what intentional dating is all about, is understanding how to create your own path. First, we have to talk about what I even mean by true love, because this is another concept. You know, the fairy tale industrial complex tells us that true love is, you know, Cinderella and Prince Charming. It's that you see that person, even if they're unconscious, sleeping in the forest, you see that person <laughs> and you know that's the one and then you know you meet that one person and then everything magically works out. That's not real life and yet it's easy for us even as adults who know better to still have a lot of that programming in our psyches, right? When it comes to dating, when it comes to romance, still this kind of fantasy idea that it's just going to be this magical thing that happens and there's this one person and what have you. So That's not how it happens. So true love, as I define it, is a relationship that has at its foundation, emotional and physical safety, emotional and physical intimacy, joy, mutual respect, and commitment. That's the foundation. So another way to think of this is a healthy relationship, right? Like people talk about, unhealthy relationships, toxic relationships, dysfunctional relationships. And if you kind of break down the dynamics that would lead to a relationship that you'd call toxic or dysfunctional, those relationships, there's something there that's missing, whether it's the mutual respect, whether it's the emotional safety, whether it's the intimacy, whether that's physical or emotional or both, whether there's physical safety issues, then obviously that's going to be dysfunctional. So. If there's no joy, right, if you're together, but it's a misery to be together, that's not going to be a happy relationship, right? That's not going to be a fulfilling relationship. And I add commitment in here because without commitment, it's very difficult to have emotional safety and emotional intimacy because emotional safety is knowing that not that it's perfect because no one's perfect, okay? (laughs) There's no perfection in anything I'm talking about here today or ever. But emotional safety is about knowing that you can express your emotions freely to your partner and they are not going to judge you, belittle you, ignore you, tell you you're wrong for what you're thinking, tell you that you shouldn't be feeling the way that you feel. And sometimes people do this even in very well-intentioned ways, right? You're sad. No, no, no. Don't be sad. Be happy, right? In their attempt to try to make you feel better, they're actually nullifying or invalidating what you feel right now. If you don't have the commitment, it's harder to have that emotional safety. It's harder to have that emotional intimacy because that requires vulnerability. And it's hard to be vulnerable with somebody if you don't have any indication, any trust that they're gonna stick around, right? So that's why I add that commitment in there. So this is not to say that everybody has to have like a a monogamous relationship. That's what I am talking about but I'm not saying it to judge anyone else. <laughs> that's just what, what I'm talking about. That's my bag. That's my lane, but it's not to judge any other lane. And it's also not to judge anybody who's here who's like, well, that all sounds great, but I don't know if I need to have like the true love right now. Maybe that's not where you are right now. And that's also great. And that's one of the parts of intentional dating is really, and actually this is the first step, is getting clear on what relationship do you want? Now, when I say, what relationship do you want? I didn't say, who do you want to be with? I said, what relationship do you want? And then be specific about that, right? So if you say, I want a committed relationship, I want marriage, I want to be in love, whatever the answer is for you. Okay. So if that relationship has qualities, what are they? Start to get specific about what are the dynamics that you want to experience with your partner? What do you want to share with your partner in that relationship? Because usually what we do, the way that we approach dating, and again, this is how we are quote unquote taught to date, is to really focus on traits or characteristics of another person, right? So when you make the list, everybody's made the list, right? The list of the dream partner, it's like, okay, well, I want them to be this tall. I want them to have you know, these kind of hobbies, these kind of personality traits, I want them to have this kind of, you know, all of that, right? It's very focused on what the traits that the other person has. And I'm not saying that the other person's traits aren't important, but before we get there, let's start here. Because oftentimes those traits that we're very drawn to, or we're very conditioned to like find, you know, attractive or whatever, a lot of those traits actually don't have anything to do with the relationship right? Like it doesn't have anything to do with what you're actually sharing with that person. A lot of those traits in the search for the trait, it's too easy to overlook all of these other foundational things like emotional safety, right? And mutual respect and commitment and joy, because it's like all about getting to just like that person, this idea of a person. So I start with really looking at the relationship. So if the relationship has qualities, what are they? What do you want to experience with your partner? And even if you haven't had relationships that you would want to replicate, or maybe you haven't had relationships at all, whatever your particular situation is, you have some information, right? Because this is about getting to thinking about when it's just the two of us, what do I want to experience with my partner? The relationships that you've had in the past that didn't work, what didn't work about them? That's good information. Knowing what you don't want is a good starting point to figuring out what you do want. So if you know, for instance, well, I know that in the past, the biggest issue was that I felt like my partner just we're not thoughtful at all. Even the small thing like, Hey, I'm going to the refrigerator. We're sitting on the sofa. I'm going to the kitchen to get a drink. Do you want a drink? Like they would, that's something they would never do, even though you do that for them. Maybe that's something that you knew just made you feel so unappreciated, right. And uncared for in the past. And you're like, even though there were so many things that were great about the relationship, that just really, Oh, that just brought me so much pain. Okay. That's a really good indication that One of the things that you really need in a relationship is somebody who is thoughtful and present and is caretaking and considerate of your needs, right? So you really want to start with the relationship because once you start with that, then you have a blueprint of like, okay, now at least I know what my starting point is, right? I know what I'm working towards because then the next question is to now get a little strategic about, okay, what are the qualities Now you can talk about the traits of the other person, right? You can start talking about traits and characteristics. So what are the qualities that are necessary to co-create that type of relationship? So if you know, for instance, that something that you really want to experience with your partner is, you know, deep emotional intimacy, spiritual connection, and that's something that like, the thought of that just lights you up and that's just a dream you have for your relationship with your partner. So what are the qualities that, your partner would have to have and that you would have to have to be able to co-create that relationship. So it's about starting to get a little bit, you're getting strategic, right? You're like reverse engineering. Like, okay, well, if I know that being in a relationship with someone where we're really considerate and thoughtful of each other and very caretaking of each other. So what are the qualities of a person who is going to be able to co-create that, right? And just literally just start breaking that down because this is the blueprint because now you know in intentional dating, you're not just going, oh, this person's cute. I hope it works out because that's the old way that everybody's been trying that for a really long time with very, very, very mixed results, right? So this is about saying like, oh, this is my starting point. So foundationally, I am looking for somebody who embodies these qualities and it's your job to not just look for those qualities in another person, but also to really start to question and to examine whether or not you're embodying them for yourself. Because we can't you know, go into a relationship expecting deep emotional intimacy if we're guarded and unable to be vulnerable. It's not going to happen, right? It's understanding that, again, co-creation, this is a two-way street. So once you start to think about, okay, what are the qualities that are necessary for that? If you know that one of the things that you want in a relationship is that you want to really know and see each other, your authentic selves, you see each other's true authentic selves and you appreciate and you love each other for all of the complexity of who you are. So then if you know that that's something that is essential to you to experience in your relationship, then you know that if you are dating people who are really guarded and are, you can feel that they're holding back and you can see that they're kind of filtering what they say and gauging whether how you're responding to it. They're not coming from a place of authenticity, right? And so I want all of you to really, really understand that dating is a process and it has a purpose, right? And so it is meant to be a sorting process. It is meant to be a process where you are using your discernment. And as you are going having fun, to be clear, this is not you go on a date and it's an interview when you're like, okay, so I need to know how would you rate your ability to be vulnerable? Like it's not about turning it now into business. It's still romance. It can still be fun. It can still be exciting and intentional all at the same time while you're having fun, while you are you know, leaning in and seeing if you can co-create some chemistry while you are, you know, doing your best to show up in your authentic self, right? And to look for the good in another person, you can still do that and also be thinking, all right, I want to see while I'm also having fun with this person, are they capable? Are they demonstrating to me that they are capable of co-creating the type of relationship that I want to have? And that is like Really, when you can merge those two things where you're in a place you're able to find the fun and the excitement of dating, and you are also doing that while still being intentional and really seeing people for who they are, accepting them for who they are, not judging them, by the way, because that's not helpful, right? But really taking ownership, taking control of your love journey, like that's the sweet spot. And that's when dating gets really fun. And that's when you don't have to date much longer because that's when you're going to really easily attract a great partner, which is what you know, we're talking about here, right? Like that's the whole point of this you know, you want to start to think about what are those qualities, you know, ask yourself, am I embodying those qualities? And you don't have to be perfect, right? But you at least want to say if for instance, I know vulnerability is a challenge for most of us. And I say us because me too. <laughs> this is a big issue for me that I had to work on for a long time. And I still have to work on it, right? I still there's no finish line with any of this stuff, right? Like that's so we have to be gentle and compassionate towards ourselves, because there is no finish Line and this is all just a process. But once you start to bring more awareness, and you're like, okay, I know that I want somebody who we can really see each other, who we are. I know that it's hard for me to show up with real authenticity and dating. That's scary for me, right? So being gentle with yourself, you can still start to take that scary action, just push yourself to be a little bit more authentic, to be a little bit more vulnerable, even though it feels uncomfortable at first, because it will. But you can still choose to take that action because by taking that action, now you're starting to show yourself, you're trying, you're starting to show your subconscious like, oh, I can do this, right? And then the more of those actions you take, the more you're going to start attracting different people, you're going to start having different results, and then it all just builds and builds and builds upon each other. So part of being intentional in dating is not waiting until you feel like being vulnerable and authentic. Because if you're just waiting for that day to magically come on its own without you having taken the action to support that, you could be waiting for a really long time. So you wanna just very gently, not aiming for perfection, but you wanna just start to ask yourself, okay, am I embodying these qualities myself? And if not, you know, how can I start to do that? Like what baby step can I take in that direction? And then you also, now we're getting into some dating skill stuff, right? Because once you do that work of getting that clarity, then you have to start asking yourself and paying attention to your, and assessing your ability to recognize those qualities in other people, and also to recognize when they're not present, right? So recognize when they're there and recognize when they're not there. That's something that everybody needs to really assess for themselves. Because if you have a history of maybe being attracted to people And then finding out, you know, they're not who you thought they were. Just know part of my work here is to start to develop that level of discernment because that's going to be really important because who you're choosing is going to be everything. You can have all the clarity in the world about what it is that you want. But if you're then still choosing people who are, you know, just incapable of being that partner that you're looking for, then you're still going to be stuck. It's not going to work. So really this part of discerning who I'm even choosing to go on a date with in the first place, who I'm even choosing to give my attention to, who I'm even choosing to swipe right on versus swipe left on. Because frankly, most of the time when, you know, a client or somebody else tells me that they met somebody online and and it was like, you know, oh my God, something terrible happened or like, you know, oh, I made it really clear. I was looking for a relationship and, you know, he still like sent me a dick pic or whatever. And it's like, well, let's look back. Let's see how like, was this truly, 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 truly random out of the blue, never could have seen this coming behavior because that can happen. But if there is something to learn here, then let's look at that too. Right. And usually when we go back, when we go back through the messages, when we go back to the profile, it's like, okay, there wasn't really anything here to indicate that this person was actually looking for what you're looking for. The way that they were showing up, the way that they were communicating with you, you were hoping that they were looking for the same thing. You thought, well, well I said I, what I'm looking for. So that means that they are looking for the same thing. That doesn't mean that at all. There are plenty of people who will be happy to waste your time if you let them. Just And it's something I see a lot of ladies do. I'm talking to the, to the ladies who date men here which is like, well, I'm just going to tell him what I'm looking for. And then that means he'll be on notice. And then if he doesn't want that, then he won't waste my time. No one can waste your time unless you let them. And this is, again, being intentional is understanding that you are empowered here in your love journey. And it's about really paying attention to how people are showing up. And then also paying attention to how you're showing up, right? Like I was saying before, looking at those qualities and then really checking in with yourself to see how much you're embodying them yourself. So that's all like really foundational to even getting started, right? And then it just continues. So it continues when you put a dating profile online. How are you expressing yourself? How much authenticity are you bringing to that profile? How much vulnerability are you bringing to that profile? What is your intention? Is your intention to get as many matches as possible? Because if that is your intention, then if you're here in this room right now listening to me, then you are looking for something more serious than that, right? So if you, and this is how most people go online, I want to have the widest appeal possible. I want to get the most number of matches possible. I want to be, because it is an ego boost and it's a little, you know, dopamine hit. And these apps are designed to trigger all of that, by the way. That's another, that's a whole other discussion. (laughs) But that is actually how the technology is designed to keep you addicted to that hit and to keep you swiping, just to be clear. So if you're not intentional about how you are going about using dating apps, chances are... You are going to, again, it's the crapshoot. Some people get lucky and, you know, being very kind of willy nilly about it. But most people who are successful using dating apps are being very intentional about how they're doing it. Starting with what you were putting in your profile, starting with the photos that you're using. Are your photos all about you looking cool and sexy and aloof and cultured and well-traveled? I mean, that's great, but if you're looking for real intimacy and connection, then let's bring a little bit more vulnerability here, right? Let's not have the photos be about where you are and what you're doing, but about you. And let's not have your photos be Instagrammy, but have your photos be you looking into a camera, not with a bunch of distractions, but with you actually letting something of your personality and your energy actually come through that photo. So even just small things like that, you, you start to bring more intention to them. You start to have different results. And if you start to say, okay, well, I guess I don't need to match with every cute man, woman, person on this app. I really want to be really targeted here. I want to be smart here. I want to speak to the person that I want to meet. Then if you have that intention. It changes what you put in your bio because now instead of being really generic and just saying you like to travel, like everybody else says, you're going to bring more specificity. You're going to say something and you can say this very briefly in five sentences. You can convey, this is who I am. This is what I care about slash what I love to do. This is who I'm looking for. This is who I hope to meet. This is what I'm looking for with that person. And this is why you should contact me. That is the structure of a (laughs) dating bio. And you can do that in five sentences and you can do that in five paragraphs, right? But even being specific in that limited real estate that you have about what you're saying and really using something of your true personality, like think about it this way. You want somebody to read your bio and say, oh, they sound amazing. And they sound like they are looking for me. Like, yes, that is who they're describing. They say they want to meet somebody who's kind and curious about the world around them and who's looking for a real connection. Like, that's me, right? So you really want to think about speaking very specifically. Again, that's bringing intention to it. Bringing intention to it further on dating apps. Who are you swiping on? Are you reading what they're saying? Or is what they're saying giving you any indication that you're on the same page and that you're seeking the same thing, that they are bringing the same level of authenticity to this process that you are, right? Asking those questions. Are you going by who has the best photos? Which, by the way, are gonna disappoint you most of the time anyway. Most people are terrible at online dating. You can't judge them by their photos because most people's photos are terrible. If they pass the puke test... And this is a real thing. <laughs> I mean, it's a real thing that I came up with based on the 80s classic, girls just want to have fun. But the puke test is when you look at somebody and you say, would I puke if this person kissed me? <laughs> and if the answer is yes, then no matter how amazing a person they are, you cannot overcome that, okay? Okay. But if the answer is, I don't think I'd puke, but I don't want to kiss them or I'm not attracted to them or I don't know, then that's, then okay, that's fine. If there is otherwise lots of, you know, there's otherwise things there that is compelling about this person, this is very exploratory. Like Swiping right on someone is not a marriage proposal. It's literally like the equivalent of smiling at somebody in line at the coffee shop. It's the digital equivalent of that. And then you might in two message exchanges be like, okay, and now they've taken themselves out of the running and that's part of the process and that's fine. And then you move on, right? So I could go on about this. I'm gonna wrap this up. There is a level of self-awareness that is really required in order to, date with intention, because if you don't have that self-awareness, then you're not going to be able to have that same level of discernment because you're just not going to really see what's going on. Two things I want to say about this really quickly. So number one, if this is something that you maybe recognize as maybe a challenge for you, or maybe you're not, you're not terribly self-aware, or even if you think you are, just consider these two things anyway. <laughs> number one, self-compassion. So being self-aware requires really paying attention to your motivations, to your feelings. It requires being able to take responsibility for your actions, right? This can be very fraught because this is a lot of opportunity for self-judgment and self-criticism. Self-judgment and self-criticism are the enemy, They are the enemy because self judgment and self criticism, they are unproductive. They create shame. And once you've activated shame, now that shame is just going to seek more ways to multiply itself. And then you're enveloped in the shame fog. And then you stay stuck, you cannot see clearly, and you cannot move forward. If self criticism and self judgment and shaming yourself worked, then literally none of us would have anything left that we would want to change about ourselves because we would have shamed it out of ourselves a long time ago. So we have to combat the shame because it's so corrosive and so unproductive. It's counterproductive. Not just unproductive, it's counterproductive. So self-compassion is the fastest way. Just recognizing that you, like all humans, deserve a break because being a human is hard. You have a lot of programming, experiences, trauma, brain chemistry, shit that has happened to you that you did not choose. And even the things that you did choose that maybe you would choose differently, you did the best that you could at the time with the information and the tools that you had at that time. So that is why you're deserving of self-compassion. And it's also a very powerful practice because compassion is an act of love. So when you practice self-compassion, you are practicing self-love. And that is the only thing that heals And it builds upon itself, right? So the more you're able to practice that self-compassion, the more worthy you feel. It has a beautiful, beautiful cascade of effects. So self-compassion, number one. I know I'm a broken record about it, but it's that important. And then with that self-compassion, then just curiosity. Really starting to get curious. Like, hmm, okay, this is interesting. I have this pattern. I keep on attracting or being attracted to this particular type of person or dynamic. What is that about? Even if I don't know what it's about, if I had to guess, like what might it be about, right? And just starting to ask yourself those questions. If you ask yourself those questions in a compassionate way and not a shaming way, you'll start to get answers. That is my introduction to intentional dating. Thank you so much for listening. And there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you found it valuable. Hopefully there was still some good information in there for you. And if you did find it valuable, if you do find this podcast valuable, then I invite you to please share it. Let your friends know, tweet about it. Follow us on Instagram, tag us in a story. So grateful. I am at Dear Franny on all of the social medias. And the podcast is at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we love hearing from you. And I'm grateful to all of you who have reached out. I'm grateful to all of you who have taken the time to subscribe to the show, to rate the show, to review the show, to share the show. I appreciate you. I see you. And I thank you so very much. And if you're enjoying the show and you haven't done any of those things yet, it's not too late. (laughs) All right, everyone, wherever you are in the world, and I see you guys listening all around the world, and it warms my heart so, so much. I just, uh, I love it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Please stay safe, stay healthy. I hope that you are thriving. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend it with me. And I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.